Well, hi there, and welcome back to another episode of the All Around Growth Podcast. My name is Rob Kaiser, and I am your host. Today is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022, and this is episode number 456 of a show where you join me with my family on our small farm and homestead as we grow all around, where we talk about the five W's and how as we grow along, as we all grow along with the family business here on the homestead at York Meadow Farm. And speaking of growth, I got to thinking about the seasons yesterday as I was walking the dog. Early in the morning, you know, the mornings here in Northeast Ohio are getting later and later. The evenings are arriving earlier and earlier. And there is a noticeable transition of the seasons. And, um, and even at this point in time, you know, yesterday was seemingly warmer than usual. And I still saw some remnants of fireflies here and there in the morning grass. And I thought to myself, yeah, it's 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 about time to do uh, an old farmer's almanac episode. Now, yesterday I had kind of queued up an episode for grain free diets for dogs and uh but nevertheless, the seasonal change is still on my mind, and I wanted to touch on the Old Farmer's Almanac, and that is what we are going to do today with today's show titled Amaryllis Care, Making Leaf Mold. Um, we're going to talk about the, the horoscopes and more, but before we do that, I'd like to mute my computer, <laughs> is what I'd like to do. And also take a moment to mention the sponsors of today's show. The sponsors of today's show, as you may or may not know, for those of you who are new, is York Meadow Farm. And here at York Meadow Farm, my family and I together, we make small batch fermented foods and clean and natural bath and body products. So generally speaking, these are products that you consume on a regular basis, especially with bath and body products. And if you're looking for clean, pure, natural products, check out yorkmeadowfarm.com. Also check out our line of fermented foods. We recently opened up our online store and are delivering everything that we would typically have at the market delivered fresh to your door. It's very easy. Delivery works well. And actually, I'd like to give a shout out to some of you guys out there in the audience for your support. We saw another order come through last night. Thank you, Sean. Um, I, 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 I don't know what to say except uh, thank you. And I appreciate all the support from everybody out there. Speaking of support, I'd also like to say thank you to Brian Norton from Food Forest Farms. Please do check out Food Forest Farms for everything that's going on over there, including but not limited to the 2023 Squatch Fest, a summer solstice celebration of music, art, and light. So check out Food Forest Farms for more information on everything there. So let's just jump into the Daily Almanac, shall we? And... With the Daily Almanac, one of the 
well, there's, there's, there's a lot that you get and, um, you can find out information like who was born on this day, what happened today in history, little factoids, like there's 49 days until winter begins. There's questions of the day, puzzles of the day. And, you know, while we're doing this, we let's just go ahead and look at the question of the day. What and why did the word Southpaw originate? All right. And the answer is the word was coined in the late 19th century by Finley Peter Dunn, a Chicago sports writer. At that time, home plate in Chicago faced west, which meant that a left-handed pitcher released the ball on the south side of his body. The paw referred to his hand. All right, so there's just little bits of information like this, questions of the day, puzzles of the day, like what wig cannot a barber make? All right, puzzles of the day like that, and little poems from people like Sarah Louisa Oberholzer, who lived from 1841 to 1930, who wrote, the soft November days are here, the aftermath of Blossom's year. And these are simple emails from the Old Farmer's Almanac. They're called the Daily Almanac. I'll link to this in the show notes for those of you who are streaming. I've also linked to it in the description. And for those of you out there who are listening to this in podcast form, in the case that there are some interruptions with comments or things like that, that is why we're introducing some new elements to the show every now and then, including but not limited to streaming, um, streaming episodes in the morning as well. So it's kind of a two birds with one stone. And if you want to learn more about what I'm talking about with two birds, one stone, content creation, the various platforms that we're all trying to utilize, then check out the Telegram group at t.me slash allaroundgrowth because that is where we are very active at all times. And it is just a great place to engage with all of us who are there right now. And um, as a matter of fact, I'm sitting here clicking around trying to go live and it appears as though I really don't even know how to do that. So um, so I'm going to forgo that and try to figure that out later. But like I said, live streaming is a new thing, but for the purposes of the podcast, I do not want to have much interruption because, well, when I listen to podcasts, I don't like that. I like to get my information and continue moving forward with my day and hope that what I'm listening to is going to provide for a smooth listening experience. So getting back to the daily almanac, in addition to those questions, like who was born on this day, what happened today in history, little factoids like there's 49 days until winter begins, questions of the day, puzzles of the day, little poetry, there are articles. And in today's Daily Almanac, there is an article on amaryllis. And although amaryllis can be purchased at any stage of development, for many, the real fun is growing the flower from a bulb. 
Now, amaryllis bloom about eight to 10 weeks after planting. So get them ready now if you want them to flower in time for Christmas. These big balms, these big balms, these big bulbs are easy to bring into bloom. And we may read about that because, well, amaryllis are pretty and I've never really messed around with them before. So if you're out there, you're listening, you're watching, drop a comment in the chat or comment on the social media platforms that you are seeing this on or in the telegram group and let us know if you've ever messed around with amaryllis and if you have any tips yourself there is also an article on how to make leaf mold learn how to make leaf mold a much easier way to compost it's simply a matter of letting leaves sit and decompose into a dark crumbly organic matter that can be used in the garden here are the very simple instructions on making leaf mold. Now, that is something that I would be interested in, but this is a video, and I don't want to, because of the fact that I am streaming here, and also if I were doing a podcast, it would be a little awkward to try to get this video into the feed, so what I'm going to do is recommend that you check out the show notes if you want to learn how to make leaf mold. There is a, a video from the Old Farmer's Almanac that I will link to in the show notes for your reference. There is also an article on roasting vegetables and fall is the time. This reads, I have one word for your fall enjoyment, roast. If you live frugally and aspire to a so-called simpler, healthier way of living that includes eating seasonally roast vegetables. And it's content like this that draws me back to the old farmer's almanac because I have a desire to live the so-called simpler life, to live a bit more frugally. I aspire to continue simplifying the way that I'm living in order to effectively live more deliberately, right? So we may, we may, we may dive into that article on roasting vegetables because, well, around here, we do have plenty of them to be roasted. There is also the monthly horoscope for November 2022. Can you believe it's almost Thanksgiving? Sheesh. Find at-a-glance horoscopes for November 2022 covering every sign of the Zodiac, courtesy of longtime almanac astrologer Celeste Longacre. I can't say personally I've ever been overly interested in the horoscopes or anything for that matter uh, in terms of astrology, so... We're just going to bypass that. But if you are interested in that, then by all means, check out the show notes in the comments below or in the description rather. And that article is there for your reference. There's also a recipe in each daily almanac. And today's recipe is easy chicken and cheese enchiladas 
We're huge fans of chicken and cheese enchiladas. They're our go-to meal to transform chicken into something fabulous. Easy to make, easy to clean up, and always a winner. If you're interested in easy chicken and cheese enchiladas, then check out that recipe. And <coughs> this is a shameless plug for York Meadow Farms jalapeno cilantro kraut. Okay. I think that would pair exceptionally well with these chicken and cheese enchiladas. I can say that with some confidence because my man Yosik in the Telegram chat and also well post he first of all in the Telegram chat yesterday posted a photo of the tacos that he made topped with the kraut guys jalapeno cilantro kraut and then moreover was kind enough to leave a google review for us with that information there so shout out to yosik thank you for your support and everything that you've done including coming to market you know helping me restock the product behind the the stand up there at tremont and just hustle and help make change and track people down when i forgot to give them money when we were really busy um this is one of the rad byproducts of doing this show and living this life is having the opportunity to connect with new people in and among all of the various communities that we are connecting with. And we're all cross pollinating there in the telegram group at all around growth so check it out t.me slash all around growth where you can connect with cool people like yosik cool people like sean who just placed an order last night thank you cool people like rachel who are creating content at rewilderlife.com cool people like letty who are doing liberty all day blog just check it out Come join us and learn about everything that's going on with everyone in their lives and contribute with what you're doing in your life too. That's what it's all about. T.me slash all around growth. So with that said, let's dive into one of these articles before we wrap it up. And I think what we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about roasting vegetables. All right. Because that just that that struck me. I wanted to I want to hit on amaryllis too because that's interesting to me. But roasting vegetables, fall is the time is the article that we're going to read. Why you should roast those veggies. And this is by Margaret Boyles, who wrote this article on October 6, 2016. I'll link to this in the show notes. And I'm just going to read it for the content of today's show. I have one word for your fall enjoyment, roast. If you live frugally and aspire to a so-called simpler, healthier way of living that includes eating seasonally, roast vegetables. That's right. When you have the oven on, turn it up a few notches, cut and oil and lightly oil your best vegetables and roast them until they're lightly browned. Why roast? Well, the price. The cheap, always available vegetables that become even less expensive during fall and winter. Taste. Cabbage, onions, potatoes, and carrots take on a depth of flavor and texture you won't get with boiling, steaming, or baking. There's no other way to describe them but yummier and more exotic. Roasting, or dry heat cooking, oxidizes or caramelizes the sugars within the vegetable, 
which produces many new aromatic compounds that add extra flavor and complexity to the taste of the roasted vegetables. Health. Roasting may even tempt avowed vegetable haters and almost every family has one into eating a lot more veggies. Versatile. Leftovers slide nicely into soups or casseroles or mash them into dips, dressings, and spreads. Many think roasted beets, carrots, and cabbage also blend nicely into cold salads. Warming. Of course, you can roast vegetables any time of year, but I rarely take the time or even think about roasting during spring and summer when leafy greens are abundant, and I rely and I rarely turn on the oven because it overheats the kitchen. Coincidentally, cooler weather comes when we're harvesting the storage onions, potatoes, winter squash, and sweet potatoes in sequence. Roasting is also a great way to preserve. When my peppers begin maturing into beautiful reds, orange, or yellow hues, I roast them until their skins char, remove the skins and seeds, slice them into strips, and freeze them for winter chilies. And in this article, there are photos of the peppers that the author is talking about before and after. Now, roasting and nutrition. Roasting, along with stir-frying, retains vitamins better than the most common method, boiling. In general, any form of cooking degrades the vitamin content of foods, Although studies have shown that steaming lightly preserves more vitamins than other cooking methods, roasting is also a healthy way to go. Acrylamides. When you cook at high temperatures, there is a natural chemical reaction between certain sugars and an amino acid, aspergine, in the food which forms acrylamide. This covers roasting, but also frying, baking, and broiling. I'll be writing about, the author that is, will be writing more about acrylamides in the future, but meanwhile, experts suggest enjoying a wide variety of vegetables served raw, steamed, baked, broiled, grilled, roasted, and not worrying much about the acrylamides unless you subsist on a diet rich in French fries and fast processed foods. Some evidence suggests that regularly eating vegetables high in sulfur-containing compounds, onions, garlic, cabbage, broccoli, mustard greens, kale, can actually help mitigate the harmful effects of acrylamides in the diet. Now, here are some vegetable roasting tips. It's easy to roast vegetables. Here are five steps. Roast in a hot oven, 425 degrees to 475 degrees. You'll need to experiment to find the right temperature for the vegetables you like to roast. Cut the vegetables into uniform pieces so they'll cook at the same rate. Place the vegetables on a silicone baking sheet or a piece of parchment paper to prevent them from sticking to the metal roasting pan. Don't crowd them in the pan. Although the usual advice is to toss the vegetables with oil before roasting, you don't need oil. Instead, Toss with a bit of balsamic vinegar, lemon juice, or soy sauce. Use a thin spatula to turn the vegetables a couple of times as they roast. Go for a light browning. Charred vegetables will develop a bitter taste and the starchy ones will generate more acrylamides. And that is it for the article. 
And there is also links in here for a great recipe for roasted autumn vegetables. And that is embedded within this article, which is already linked to in the description below and also in the show notes. Now, again, the article began with the suggestion to roast vegetables if we want to live frugally and aspire to a so-called simpler, healthier way of living. And that way of living includes eating seasonally roasted vegetables. Uh, I agree with much of what the author wrote about in terms of why roasting regarding the price, the taste, uh, the versatility, and also just simply roasting them in the house in autumn and wintertime as opposed to the summertime. I, I mean, right now I have a vest on. It's it's chilly. Walking the dog barefoot this morning was almost a brutal task. We don't quite have a hard frost this morning, but it is, it is chilly. And uh, quite frankly, this morning, it is in Northeast Ohio. It is 39 degrees right now. It was cooler earlier, and we're going to have a high of 66 degrees. It's going to be somewhat sunny today, and I've got a long day ahead in the kitchen. And in part, that is why we are doing the Old Farmer's Almanac episodes, so I can get this uploaded quickly, get into the kitchen, and get to making kraut. Uh, we've going to make a couple batches today, probably a traditional, probably a lemon dill. And I will get the puree, the jalapeno cilantro puree defrosted. And we'll probably make a batch of that tomorrow in addition to making a batch of kimchi. And I think what I'm going to do is live stream the whole process of making kimchi tomorrow morning and basically everything excluding the chopping of the cabbage because I'll have to chop the cabbage tonight, soak that in a salted brine, and then drain that tomorrow morning and then go ahead and continue the process of everything else, chopping the daikon radish, making the uh, puree with the garlic, the ginger, the fish sauce, the gochugaru peppers, um, chopping the cilantro, mixing that in there, chopping the green onions. So it's just a lot of laborious work, but this, this, this may be of interest. And since I'm thinking ahead and I can put this out almost 24 hours in advance, I think there might be some interest in doing a longer live stream of making what has become the most popular product that York Meadow Farm has to offer, which is our kimchi. So I'll gladly answer questions about that process. And I would encourage you to tune in more uh, or tune in tomorrow, rather, if you are interested in kimchi so you can see exactly what we do and um, and more. So, guys, that's about it for today's show. Like I said, check out the show notes for links 
to everything that was discussed today and more. And I look forward to catching you tomorrow in a live stream when we make kimchi. So until tomorrow, guys, have a great day. This is Rob Kaiser. Thank you. I believe